Hi there, and welcome back to Etsy and beyond. For today's podcast, I have an amazing treat for you. We're going to be talking to Brett Blumenthal. She is the owner of Tiny Toes Design, which is an art print shop with over 11,000 sales. And today, Brett is going to come at you with the methods that she uses to generate more sales. I've listened to Brett. I cannot wait to share this with you. It's so simple and straightforward to implement, and I love that she reached out to share this with us. So let's hear from Brett now, and then afterwards, we'll chat about how you can try some of the tactics that she suggests. Hi, this is Brett Blumenthal from Tiny Toes Design by Brett Blumenthal. I have an Etsy store, which is Tiny Toes Design, and also my website is tinytoesdesign.com. And I've been on Etsy for about, I guess, seven years almost. My first year was pretty slow. Uh, I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, And it was in 2014 that I started to really start making money and started to gain some traction. And so I wanted to share today some of the lessons I've learned. And one of them, I know that we're trying to pick one topic in particular. um, And I wanted to talk a little bit about how to generate more income on Etsy. I know there's tons of information out there about all the different ways to make money and to gain traction and to gain followers And I will say that after being on Etsy for almost seven years, really what it's all about is your content and your products and that you're merchandising them as best as possible. I sell art. And so the more art I create, the more sales I make and the more genres I am able to cover, the more I am able to get more different and unique shoppers to my store. And so I've learned that it's it's about content, but it's also about understanding how to make things really easy for your consumer. Something that I noticed in, I think it was 2015, I started to consolidate some of my offerings into packages. So instead of offering just one print here or one print there, I started really focusing on making sets of art. So a lot of my consumers are mom-to-bees or moms who are redecorating their kids' rooms. And I really was most interested in finding ways to make it easier for them because as you may or may not know if you're a mom, the easier things are for you, the better, because your time is really short and valuable, and it's hard to get all things done that you want to get done. So I um, focused on different genres, and like, for instance, safari art, and I would create a set. I would create enough art that would fall into a set so that there would be four or six pieces that people could buy at once. And that really started to make a difference in my sales. Noticing how to make your customers find what they're looking for all in one spot is best. I do still sell a lot of single prints, but my sets by far are the most popular. And so no matter what I sell, whether it be animal art or cars or 
trucks or space, anything, I make sure that I create enough content that there's going to be a set of four to six pieces that can be sold together. I guess that's really my biggest tip, you know, just making sure that you're constantly creating new content. The other thing I would say is that the way your product looks in the first image specifically is really, really important because I've noticed that over time, your images might look fine when you first post them, but then as time goes on, they may start to look dated or there are new technologies to make your product look better with photography or in art. A lot of what you do is mock-ups in Photoshop. So you have to kind of stay current with the way you're merchandising your product. If your pictures start to look dated, it's not going to have as much of a appeal to the customer as it would if they look fresh and up to date. So right now, especially during this time of being hunkered down and focusing a lot on taking some of the older listings that are looking dated and making sure that they look up to date and um, fresh and appealing and on trend, especially with decor and decorating. So that's my second big tip about how to generate more income. The more you get people to click on the image, the first image, and then the more your images throughout your listing look current and fresh and appealing and something that you would want to buy yourself, the more likely you're going to get buyers to buy your actual product. So that's about it. Thank you so much. And I hope that all of you are staying safe and sound. And I do think that there's some really great things ahead for all of us. And I wish you all the best. Thanks. Wow, you guys. I mean, seriously, wow. I'm so glad that Brett was kind enough to share this with us. And if you want to check out her shop or investigate some of the cool things that she's done with these methods, please feel free to check out her links below this episode. Now, let's kind of dive in to the big picture of what Brett is saying here. A lot of the things you might be thinking, well, some of these are obvious, but actually what she's doing with them takes it a step further. I can't tell you how many shops that I look at on Etsy and I immediately think this person is just here to make money. They've seen that other people are making money with something simple like digital downloads or art prints. They just want to slap a vector into a mock-up, throw it up on Etsy, and get paid for it. And they're expecting to get paid quite a bit of money over time for something like this. But what Brett is saying is that she understands her customers, right? So in a lot of ways, because Brett is a mom, she is her customer, right? She doesn't go on Etsy to just download crap like a vector and then slap it on her wall. She goes to Etsy because she wants something trendy, something she cannot buy at a big box store. I always call it, let's go to Target and buy gray things. God, I wish I could go to Target right now, but that's besides the point because I can go to Etsy, which is better. I don't just have to buy gray things on Etsy. The reason I'm there is to get something I can't find anywhere else to support someone like me. And also, you know, when people come over to your house and they see the stuff that you get on Etsy, they're usually amazed and they're like, where did you get that? I cannot tell you as somebody who is a serial Etsy shopper, how frequently people ask me about the things that I have. And the answer is always Etsy. When you're a shopper like that, which I imagine many of you have shopped on Etsy before you started selling there, so you know the deal. 
when you're a shopper like that, you're not looking for, you know, this random mock-up that somebody pulled off a free site. That's not what you want. You want the highest quality, most realistic looking, most unique stuff. Okay, that's why people are on Etsy. Don't get short-sighted and think that just because, you know, your nearest competitor is only charging $3, that you have to do everything for free and undercut them. That's ridiculous. Those sorts of shops that charge the bare minimum do not survive. Look it up. Search for that person in six months. See if they're still there. Think about your customer. Don't think about your competition. Worrying about that sort of stuff never does anything. But when you think about your customer like Brett has, you suddenly begin to open big doors for yourself. Okay. She talks about the concept of content. This is so true on the internet. When it boils down to what shows up in Google over time and what consistently works on Etsy over time, it's always the high quality stuff. People keep coming back for a reason. When they're seeing the sort of stuff that just amazes them and they go, oh my God, I've never seen this before. It feels completely unique. That is why people buy. And it's why some stores have a really easy time. They just open and just start making sales and other people have a bit of a harder time. It's because those people who created those shops that just start selling, they have a real concept for what the customer wants. They're gonna take the time to create quality. So Brett talks about more, but I don't think that she was making 5, 10, 20 art prints every single day for years and years at a time. She expanded into different categories over time. She tried new things. I bet you anything she had a lot of fun with it. And she was basically just experimenting. Think about your Etsy shop that way. It's not going to just take off in three or six months. That doesn't happen with anything. Even if you are the god of SEO, the owner of Google, you point everything to your shop. That's not going to work unless your product is freaking amazing. So if you're the sort of person who's paid for ad traffic and still has not seen sales, that's a good indication that your product content is not really what customers want, okay? If you've had a shop that's getting a lot of traffic and maybe you didn't pay for ads, but you're still not getting those sales, that's also a signal that your content is the thing you need to look at, okay? So think about what customers really want. This is not about you. It never has been. If you want more information on this, I actually have a two-hour masterclass on selling on Etsy and creating content that gets customers excited. And I'm so glad that Brett brought it up because many of you have been asking me for the replay or you want to see the original. I'm going to link that below for you. You can watch it for free. So if you're in this boat where you're getting a lot of traffic or you're getting ad traffic and nobody's actually buying, then you need to watch this presentation to understand how you can create something that blows customers out of the water. But otherwise, if you are one of those people who's creating amazing stuff that are blowing customers out of the water, I want to say congrats. You are creative and brilliant and beautiful, and I am so impressed because this is not an easy feat. Not an easy feat. I did not start out that way. Took me a while to figure it out. And for those of you who are doing it now, you have what it takes to create your golden egg. Now all you need to do is figure out how to make customers find it and get it the way that they want it. So I feel like Brett's episode covered a lot about that. Creating things in an ingenious kind of way. She created sets to make things easier for customers. Customers don't want to scroll through her shop and buy three different things. They love it when it's prepackaged. Your customers do not have the aesthetic and creativity that you have. That's why they're on Etsy. For example, yes, I'm an Etsy seller, but I buy things from other Etsy sellers that I can't do because I don't have those abilities. Every customer understands if you can't make something yourself or you don't want to make something yourself, 
the best thing to do is to go online and find someone who does it better than you. That's what they're looking for. Brett found a way to take her own aesthetic and her own understanding of what went together and create packages for customers so that they didn't have to do that work. I love that. So brilliant. And now these days, sets are super popular on Etsy and it's because it makes the customer's life easier. So think about ways that you can do this and feel free to watch the presentation listed below and check out Brett's shop for more ideas on how to make this happen in your shop. All right. I am so excited about this episode. It was super fun. Thank you so much to Brett for creating a recording for us. If you want a guest on the podcast, there are links below and I can't wait to do this again with you guys in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening. Bye.